I like the idea of showing a child from a small town like Fayette that if you like art or whatever your gift is, you can make it work for you. This is Soul Sessions, conversations on culture from Jackson, Mississippi. I'm Paul Wolf, along with Kim Lewis, bringing you a look at the people, the places, and the events that make us the city with soul. And Kim, today's show is a very special one for us. It is. You may know her as Rashonda Perryman, the artist behind the newly completed Jackson Icons mural, but we know her best as Sean Perryman, creative design manager and our talented coworker at Visit Jackson. That's right, the Jackson Icons mural that's right across the street from the two Mississippi museums that features that bold, beautiful new City with Soul logo that Sean designed as well. That same new City with Soul logo can also be found inside the Jackson Welcome Center along with Jackson swag and merchandise designed by Perryman. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to Sean. Let's start the show. Welcome and thank you for being here, Sean. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Can you share with us a glimpse of who you are and a little more about your art? Uh, Well, I am a graphic designer and artist. I've been a lifelong artist, graphic designer about 10, 11 years. I am from Fayette, Mississippi, a wonderful little small town in southwest Mississippi. I have one older brother. Mom and dad uh, both retired. Um, yeah, that's that's the gist of it. Big family person, big creative. You mentioned you've been drawing since you were little. For you to have been able to continue doing that, you must have had a lot of support from your family. Yeah, um, my family just kind of let me do me, thankfully. Um, I guess it was nothing detrimental. So they're like, let her have at it. But I was the kid who always had crayons or markers or pencil and paper. If I didn't have paper, I drew on the back of church programs or something in the dentist's office while I waited. Just always doing something and always had something for me to create. Or even if it was something like folding paper into a fun little, not even origami because it was awful, but um, just some reason to be creative. Uh, That was always me. And so my family just kind of let me run wild. Now, are either of your parents artists? No, not exactly. Um, The closest I can get to that is my dad used to love to rebuild cars and trucks and things like that. So he always drew them, always sketched them. That's the only thing I can think of. I have cousins like I have a first cousin who used to love to draw these really weird houses with me. (laughs) Um, And then I have a distant cousin who is a tattoo artist, but um, that's as close as I can get to it. I think my parents were just too busy um, trying to survive Mississippi (laughs) and and working hard at at jobs that could put food on the table. I don't know that they had the luxury of exploring art. Right. And so often people who are not artists um, tend to think of art as more of a hobby, Mm -hmm. that it's not like one of those things you're really going to make money for or or on and um, not really a career. So how fortunate you were and are still to have that support of your family. I can't imagine you doing any other um, field 
your art is a huge part of your personality, and I'm a fan of both. So I'm, I guess I'm thankful, too, that they've encouraged <laughs> you for so long. Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you how, how many people in college were like, oh, what's one of your art classes I could take? You know, I just want to do something fun for an elective. Like, no, it's rare that I meet a person who takes what I do seriously um, outside of people that I work with directly or people that are familiar with marketing. But the average person is usually like, oh, she just has fun all day. You mentioned your college days. Um, where did you go? And you tell me a little bit more about that. Um, I went to Jackson State. Uh, I'm Funny enough, you mentioned uh, you couldn't see me doing anything else. I was so burnt out by the time I finished high school on painting for everybody in town that I was going to major in pre-pharmacy because I was really good at chemistry. And it was just fun to me. But at the very last minute when I was submitting my application, I switched it to art. Uh, with a focus in graphic design, which is which has been great for me because I actually hate math and <laughs> which is weird because it's like a a weird balance of science and math when you're doing chemistry. But I um I think I would have definitely been burnt out on that well before I graduated from college, right? Um, but I went to Jackson State, majored in art. Uh, with the focus in graphic design, that was great because um, I got a lot of I'm self-taught. So I was able to get a lot of fine arts training while I was there. And then I went on to Savannah College of Art and Design and got my MFA in graphic design. Amazing. So, uh, Sean, I think you could have chosen anywhere to to do your art, to to be an artist, but you chose to come to Jackson. And I want to know what makes Jackson so special for what you do. Uh, so it's funny because when I finished grad school in Savannah, I fought <laughs> to not come back to Mississippi. <laughs> Nothing against Mississippi, but, you know, it's Mississippi. And like you said, um, art is kind of a, a weird thing and it's not widely received as a professional career. So I wanted to go somewhere where I could flourish. But um, I ended up getting a job working for a nonprofit. I always knew that I wanted to do service-based design or community-oriented design. What what does that mean exactly, service-based design? Well, I want to be able to see that my work is affecting someone positively Ah. um, and making a difference. Like I don't want to, nothing against people who do advertising specific design. I just don't want to design a a juice carton. I don't blame you. (laughs) (laughs) Neither do I. (laughs) So I, um, I ended up coming back to Mississippi to work for a Hope Credit Union um, and did a lot of community development work and policy work and fundraising for that community development work. And um, most of a lot of my work was dealing with the credit union, which seems odd uh, because (laughs) (laughs) but the the good thing about this particular credit union is they work with the disenfranchised. They work in areas where there are no banks and people have where a hundred year old gets her first bank account, that type of thing. So I got to see like the meaning in my work every single day. And I had the luxury of interviewing people who were touched by my work to do like marketing pieces and our reports and things like that. So um, that kind of started my career on the nonprofit community path um, because I've had other jobs, but all of them have been sort of unorthodox when you think of what a graphic designer or artist should be doing. So then I moved on to work for a creative agency that only worked with nonprofits. So I worked with um, opioid reform and things of that nature, um, education, just 
<laughs> the list could go on and on if I really think about it, but it's all in some way been about helping someone or something community related. So then when I found out about <laughs> Visit Jackson, I was like, tourism? What? I don't, I don't know what to do in tourism. I hadn't thought of Jackson as a tourist destination or even considered that something like that was going on in Jackson. Like, I didn't know anything about JCBB, as it was referred to, or yeah. or visit Jackson, and so um, I was a little hesitant. But then I talked to Jonathan, and it was like, "Whoa, this is all the stuff that I daydream about when I'm just driving down the street. Like I have the actual opportunity to touch things." Yeah, branding and uh, I guess kind of placemaking; those are all part of your job now. Yeah, yeah, um, and one of the main reasons I'm still in Mississippi because, like I said, I wanted to run away, but. <laughs> If I'm going to be doing community work, I'd like to be doing it for my community. Even though I'm not from Jackson, I'm tethered to Jackson through my education, by it being our capital city, um, by it being pretty much the ultimate representation of Mississippi. Um, And I think because Mississippi has such a so many um, negative things said about it or just like a negative reputation, I like the idea of being able to show people what I see Mississippi as or what my experience in Mississippi has been or what Mississippi can be. Absolutely. And, you know, the work that you do helps to showcase Jackson in a better light and not just to to visitors, but to locals, too. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a really fun part of it. But also what happens in Jackson affects the rest of the city. Like, I can't tell you how much it means to me for someone from my hometown to see what I'm doing in Jackson and just feel inspired because like you, like I was saying earlier, art is not a norm. You know, it's not what people would automatically look at as a potential career because there are so many um, economic disparities, so many things to fight against when you're from Mississippi, especially from a small town, Mississippi, that's majority black. So you don't have time for hobbies. I like the idea of showing a child from a small town like Fayette that if you like art, you can make it work for you or that whatever your gift is, you can make it work for you. You don't have to be um, you don't have to work at the the nuclear plant. You don't have to right. work at Sanderson Farm. Not that there's anything wrong with those jobs, but if you have something that you're truly passionate about, truly good at, why not do it every day? Because I feel like if you're doing something that you truly love, it's not like going to a job. Right. So it doesn't art doesn't have to be a hobby. And you want right. young people to realize that, that it can be successful and it can be a career. At what point did you realize, I know you mentioned your application when all of a sudden you're like, no, not pharmacy, I'm going to do art. When you were younger, did you, was it always considered a hobby to you or did you think you were going to do it as a career and then it just kind of changed and then it came back? No, when I was younger, I just knew I wanted to help people, but I Mm -hmm. never saw art as a means to do that until I was much older because I wanted to be, um, I remember winning this so ironic. I won an art contest when I was in first grade because they wanted us to draw what we wanted to be when we grew up. And I drew a registered nurse and the sentence was um, like, I want to be a registered nurse because I want to help people. No, I want to be a hospital nurse <laughs> because I want to <laughs> help people. And the irony is that I won an art contest doing that. And later on, I wanted to be an obstetrician for the same reasons. But then I don't know, just 
seeing how my art touched people throughout my life, like uh, just draw. I drew pictures for people everywhere I went. I would draw pictures on church programs, give it to the preacher, like stuff like that. And so over time, I don't know, it just became part of my subconscious that my art can actually heal people. My art can put a smile on people's faces. So rather than going into a field that I may have been good at, but not necessarily passionate about, um, I don't know, it just went to the back of my mind and art just became a thing. And I switched from art to design specifically so I wouldn't get burnt out on my creativity. So my hobby wouldn't get lost and I would still be able to enjoy it. So Sean, you, you've mentioned your passion about contributing to community and, and about your art really making a difference. So um, how do you feel like your art is making a difference in Jackson as we speak? Well, um, I would like to believe that, well, my intentional, my intention was to just put a smile on people's faces and to make people feel like they had a sense of place here in Jackson. Um, we have so many different demographics and specifically the, the latest big thing that I did was the mural on the back of Old Capitol Inn. That gorgeous mural. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I specifically wanted to choose a diverse group of people to feature on that mural so that a lot of people in Jackson felt like they were represented. There was no way we could represent all the different groups, but I wanted to touch enough people. And I wanted to bring some color because so many things are a drab around here. <laughs> and, you know, I could have done just like traditional portraits, but my life is colorful. <laughs> like everything is a canvas and I want people to just live inside my brain when I create work. So I just, it's like color vomit, but in the best way. <laughs> so I, I try to bring that energy into every room, even my personality is it's just colorful. And, and I want people to feel that whenever they see my art, whenever they see something that I created, because we're, it's so easy to, to do something that's just like clean and pristine, but that's not what human beings are. That and, is very true. And so I, I, I would like to create the environment that I would like to see. You mentioned being very careful about about being part of the process of choosing who's on that mural. For folks that haven't seen this yet, of course, we can put links to it in the show notes so you can see some some glorious pictures or just drive by. It's on North Street across from the two Mississippi museums in downtown Jackson. Who are those four people that are on there? Help help clear up some confusion <laughs> people may have. <laughs> I've heard all kinds of stuff, but um, Eudora Welty, she is representing the literature community, Mega Evers, Civil Rights, uh, Thalia Mara, people did not know she was a person. She's, she's a whole, right? So happy to, to pull her outside of that building. Uh, she represents performance arts. David Banner represents music. Now, David is the one that I've gotten the most questions about. They're like, why David? Why David? Well, David represents an audience that is very often overlooked in Jackson or just the world. You're right. So I felt like he may have been one of the most important people to put on the wall. The mural is absolutely amazing. Um, 29 days. Is that right? It took 29 days to paint that in in the middle of a pandemic. Never a better time, right? (laughs) Yeah, never better. But um, actually, yeah, it couldn't have. I don't know if I would have been able to pull it off if it weren't not not at all am I saying that this pandemic is a good thing but if it were not for it I um I probably would not have found the time to do it 
We are, it gave me time to unplug. And we are not endorsing COVID-19. Absolutely not. <laughs> not one bit. Not one bit. But we will certainly make the best of it. Exactly. Exactly. And that's kind of how I exist. Like I, I try not to focus on the negative things or the negative possibilities, but to really take advantage of any time that I have. Well, I love this next question. Uh, we are in the tourism industry, and it, this is a very touristy question. Um, if you had 24 hours to show off Jackson, what would you do? Uh, so I'm going to amend that um, and do 24 hours to not gain any weight, <laughs> to not suffer any repercussions from my behavior. Um, I'm going to go with, I would start at the district with a Sazerac from Cultivation, and then I would just make my way around town collecting all of my favorite drinks, possibly whiskey-based. Good choice. Um, <laughs> and just eating, just eating way too much, but I'm not going to suffer any consequences, so I'll never get full. I won't gain a single pound. There you go. And we'll just make a day of just being slobs. <laughs> <laughs> just experiencing the culinary scene. and the, Yes, because yes. that's my favorite thing about Jackson, all the great food. And But the thing is, it's not just about eating and drinking. It's the atmos- atmosphere is where I would get all this stuff. Like the people here are just amazing. So I would just make my way about town. Frolicking, eating, drinking, laughing, talking Sounds to strangers. Perfect. <laughs> what about museums? Are there any um, museums that you would really want to show off? Yes. Um, so I love the two Mississippi museums. Really love the, the it's something about the civil rights side, though, um, that makes me just feel like I got to do something. So I, I kind of avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> it gets that brain going yeah, like too whenever much. I go, I leave out like, oh, I got to paint something. I got to, <laughs> I have to, <laughs> I have to go and talk to somebody about something and I have no idea what the something is. So <laughs> like, I have to be strategic about when I visit places like that. We have amazing museums. Um, I love the, well, it's not really a museum. I like Malico. A lot. Yeah. Um, I love music and just seeing all the talent that comes from Mississippi. So anything talent based, I'm, I'm all for it. Well, Sean, we've enjoyed talking to you today. But if people want to dive in a little deeper with you, where can we find out more about you and the work that you do? Uh, well, I work for Visit Jackson, so pretty much any major event associated with that. But on a personal note, um, you can follow my business page, which is Pixels Paint LLC on Instagram. Um, that's P-I-X-E-L-S-P-A-I-N-T-L-L-C. Uh, you can look at my website to check out some of my work. Uh, same name, pixelspaint.com. And... Yeah, you can probably see me walking around or at the district getting a Sazerac or something and just have a conversation with me. (laughs) Now, here's what we're loving in the City with Soul, a segment where we talk about a place or a thing that has us really excited about Jackson. Today, that, of course, is public art. We mentioned that Sean Perryman recently completed the Jackson Icon mural. It's bold. It's beautiful. Another big, bold, vibrant mural is the Big Crit mural, and it's purposely placed between the Mississippi Museum of Art and the Mississippi Art Center, where you can also find several other pieces of public art on display. 
today. Oh, there's tons of stuff in the art garden downtown and not to mention art all over the city. Fondren is a hotbed for so many murals and sculptures and other pieces of public art. Midtown, surprisingly, Kim. Yes, Midtown is where I first started to see a lot of murals popping up. And now some new sculptures as well. There's a cool uh, sculptural walk within a few blocks of Midtown. Hey, if you want to check out more Jackson Public Art, Trust me, there's tons and tons of it all over the city, and we've chronicled that on a new Google map. It's at visitjackson.com forward slash public art map. We've also printed some really cool public art maps, Kim. These, uh, I've got one here in front of me. It looks fantastic. It really does. I can't wait to just pull it out and take the little trip myself to see. I'm sure there's stuff I have not seen yet. Yeah, there's more and more stuff popping up seemingly every single week. We will continue to add those to the Google art map and we'll put a link to that map in the show notes. Soul Sessions is hosted by me, Paul Wolf, And me, Kim Lewis. Our show is produced by Visit Jackson in association with MWB Studios. Our executive producer is Ricky Thigpen. We were recorded and mixed by Parker Brewer. Our theme music is by Tania Sanders, recorded at Malico Studios right here in Jackson. Special thanks this episode to Rashonda Perryman, Jonathan Pettis, Tim Mask, and Mark Leffler. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Kim Lewis. And I'm Paul Wolf. And you've been listening to Soul Sessions. Soul Sessions.